0: Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap. The 2022 maple syrup season got off to a slow start, but producers are finding that the weather has turned ideal for a longer season that stretches into April. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. On the line with Jim Adamski. Jim operates Adamski's Sugarbush with his family in Antigo. He tells me about this year's sap collection from a supply chain perspective, as well as in terms of the weather.
1: So the 2022 season is is got off to a slow start. Uh, The cold weather, lack of sunshine has really drugged the season out, for lack of better terminology. From a quality point of view, it's been pretty nice. Uh, We've made a lot of golden syrup at our sugar bush, which is the best grade of syrup you can make. Uh, The lack of sunshine and very cool temperatures have helped us or aided in uh, making that high-quality syrup. This reminds me more of a spring from when I was a kid making syrup, where we made the majority of our syrup in April. You know, we have a little bit of season left coming here this week. If we can make it through the, the rainy spell that we're going to have here midweek, we're looking at freezing up next week, and we possibly might uh, get another shot at it next week if our maple syrup doesn't uh, go off labor.
0: It's not unusual to come out this far, but compared to years past, is this new?
1: Yeah, years past. Uh, years past, we've, we've concluded earlier. Last year, we were done producing syrup at our sugar bush here in northeast Wisconsin on the I believe it was the 25th of March, and we've also made syrup at our sugar bush here as late as the 27th of April.
0: So, Jim, is there any merit in that old wise tale that when Easter is late, the syrup season goes later, or is this just a coincidence?
1: I think that's just a coincidence, possibly. I'm not sure. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jim, tell us about your family's sugar bush in Anigo.
1: Yeah, so we are a small-scale commercial operation in Northeast Wisconsin and Anigo. Um, we have 10,000 of our own. T- uh, we are certified organic. We've been in production since 1984, and we also buy sap from a couple other producers that are certified organic. So we process sap out of about 14,000 taps which yields us anywhere between 5,500 and 6,000 gallons of finished syrup per year.
0: So will you expect then higher yield this year because the season's stretched out a
1: bit? Um, We are are expecting about an average crop. I would say right now we are probably about 85% of a crop in. And I would say here, the way the sap has been flowing the last few days, uh, we'll be close to probably 95% of a crop here by Tuesday evening.
0: Does the quality change at all when... When the season is longer, or depending on which month you're doing most of your harvesting, whether it's March or April?
1: Yeah, so so there's two ways a maple tree can break dormancy. One is hours of daylight, and two is temperature. So, of course, you know by this spring we haven't, uh, we haven't had a lot of warm temperatures, at least here up in northeast Wisconsin. I am out in the sugar bush right now loading a truck. We have snow on the ground here yet. Um, so that allows us to make a fairly good quality syrup. But the clock is ticking. Um, Mother Nature is going to break dormancy on these trees here, right shortly. Like I say, hours of daylight is the other trigger that triggers the, the trees to go from dormancy into metabolism, and then you know pushing it closer to bud break, and that's when we start to lose our quality of syrup.
0: Hey, why don't you remind us why temperature weather is so important when it comes to harvesting sap?
1: So when we look at the the, the way a tree uses sap, if you look at sap as more of a more or less an antifreeze for a tree. So when the weather falls below freezing, what happens is the sugar, which is stored down in the root system of the tree, is drawn up through the tree when it gets below freezing. And that drawing up of the sap into the stem and up into the trunk of that tree protects that tree from the cold weather. Now, during the day, the opposite happens. When we go back above freezing, that sugar is then pushed back down uh, the tree stem toward the root system. So, we need that free thaw process in order to have that sap travel up and down the tree so that we can uh, collect that sap.
0: Jim, I want to shift the conversation now to supply chain disruption and workforce challenges. How has it been getting supplies, getting containers?
1: Um, you know, containers, I mean, you need to plan accordingly. You know, plastic jugs right now have about a 60 to 65 week lead time. So you need to plan accordingly. Um, You know, we, we, during the pandemic, we saw the writing was on the wall. We ordered a lot of supply early, and we keep ordering, you know, way ahead. Um, You know, you have to have enough capital on hand to make sure that you can have everything on hand that you wouldn't necessarily have to have. The days of just-in-time delivery are pretty much over with. Um, As far as the labor goes, it's hard to find labor. I mean, this is not an easy project. Um, If you tell somebody we're going to strap a pair of snowshoes on and we're going to go walk around in the woods for 8 or 10 hours, uh, you don't get a lot of takers. So,
0: How many people do you guys hire at Adamski Sugarbush?
1: So we have um, our immediate family, me and my mom and dad, and then we have my son and my wife, and then we have a couple outside helpers that, that come in and walk tubing, fix lines, and drive trucks.
0: Now, Jim, you also travel the state for your other job in the industry, meeting with producers all over Wisconsin and into Minnesota, so are you hearing similar sentiments about workforce and supply chain at other sugar bushes?
1: Yeah, I mean, labor is, labor is, labor is tough. You know, we, We've installed a lot of uh, remote monitoring system and remote sensors in our woods to, to tell us the, the vacuum level on each line and the temperature on each line. It'll tell us you know, when we have a leak on a certain line so we can pinpoint it and go right directly to that section of the woods and fix it. Um, we've invested in the technology. We can pretty much turn all of our pumps on and off remotely we can drain all of our pump lines and transfer lines when it's going to freeze at night. Um, and all of that stuff can be handled right from our phone or the office computer. And we just need to because like say labor is uh, labor is such a scarce commodity. Um, we need to invest in the technology to, to make this thing manageable with just a few people.
0: Well, and there's another example of how an industry in egg is turning toward technology to make up for labor shortages. Jim, I'm also curious about how transportation has been getting your product where it needs to go.
1: Yeah, trucking is, trucking is tough, you know, just to, you know, to, to, find, uh, to find the trucking companies to haul the finished product. Um, freight, freight costs have just skyrocketed. You know, so the you know to ship a quart of to ship a quart of syrup across the country, it uh, costs more to ship it than what the syrup cost, and it's uh, it's definitely got its challenges. There's uh, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of changes that have been made, and we we see the customers adapting to it. We get a lot of customers now that that you know when they're passing through the area, stop into the sugar house and buy their products versus having them shipped. So, I mean, people are adapting to it, and and everything is kind of you know we're living in a changing time, so. Um, you know, business is brisk. It's been good, um, but like say with, with shipping and, and freight and fuel costs. I mean, everything. You know, it just it, it throws a lot of additional uh, factors into the production cost. That's for sure. So,
0: Jim, where does your syrup going?
1: We ship some. We ship we ship uh, a syrup to a lot of different places. We do a lot of retail selling of of maple syrup, and then we also uh, we ship some wholesale into uh, Maple Valley, the uh, organic maple co-op down at Cashton, Wisconsin. So we do supply them with some bulk syrup.
0: Jim Adamski along with us, who operates Adamski Bush in Anago, Wisconsin. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more. At Blaine's Farm and Fleet.